All right, James. We just had the uh, honest FBA guys, Tom and Alex. Yeah. What do you think? That was awesome, man. Talking, talking Amazon FBA for anyone looking to get into e-commerce and the things they're doing there. I mean, they're crushing. If anyone follows them on Twitter, you'll see their earnings and how much they're crushing it. But we dive into essentially how they're growing. Jackie pitches himself to take equity in their company, so he can go there see his side. Uh, but yeah, we dive into all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you guys want to hear how, how much of a savage I could be, if I smell blood, I just pounce. And uh, yeah, just watch me pounce if you uh, if you have time, give it a listen. I think it's a good one. Yeah, and then uh, obviously Jackie's pitching SEO for them and, and starting, I mean, they were kind of averse to doing a blog and trying to, I guess, the potential investment it would take to try and build that. But which kind of brings us to our sponsor, Workello. So if you wanted to start, <clears throat> if you owned even e-commerce brand or a blog, and you want to get that thing running and you need to get writers and you need to get good writers, then you need to go through Workello because that means you can interview and test hundreds of them to pick maybe your five best ones and scale your content versus only interviewing five of them yourself and then finding out all five are shit, which I have found a lot. And that uh, that's just time consuming, waste your money, all that kind of stuff. So go through Workello. Even Mia here does not consent to trying to hire five writers at once you need to try and get a hundred of those tested so you can find the right one so yeah check out work you can go down the description i think we've got some codes down there for you too to give it a go um it's well worth i know jack you've been using it a lot for hiring various video editors writers all mm -hmm. sorts. yeah yeah i think uh work markets itself as like a writer only platform i think this the, the niching down is a good idea but i personally i just throw all the job descriptions there so like i i got video editors there are technical writers um and it's just a good way to filter out um vas at least for me in my work, uh, use case but it, it could be anyone you could use it as like a hr crm or i don't even know the terms for it just go check it out um index is the coupon code i believe get more for your money and uh give the pot a listen <laughs> mia agrees right yep Yep. She's telling All me to right. listen. Go listen to the pod. What's good, everyone? It's Jackie Chow. And this is James DeLacy. And you're listening to This Week in Digital Marketing. All right. Welcome to This Week in Digital Marketing. My name is Jackie Chow. Uh, joining, uh, James DeLacy is the co-host. Uh, we got the Honest FBA guys from Twitter on today. Uh, we got Tom and Alex. Uh, why don't you give the audience a quick intro starting with you tom yeah sure i'm so we're um yeah with the fba guys i suppose that's a good good monarch as i have off, off twitter so we've got um we actually we, we were on james's uh podcast previously mm -hmm. um we spoke about about a year ago now i suppose it was yeah but yeah we we've got an amazon fba business which we started about two and a half years ago um kind of documenting that on twitter a lot and on on youtube and, and instagram now so we're trying to kind of um across all, all platforms and then off the back of that we also have a, a kind of a, a honest fba uh coaching program essentially where we teach people to, to do what we've done um the reason behind the honest name i'll let alex get into it in a bit more detail is there's a lot of bullshit in the space and a lot of um fake gurus as they say so kind of we, we want to be fully transparent from the start about what is what it really takes to build build a business in the space um so that's kind of what, what we do and alex takes a lot of pleasure in calling liars out basically <laughs> oh for real nice yeah alex <laughs> yeah no it's um um yeah pretty much what tom said yeah i mean the the honest brand yeah was born out of frustration when i first started amazon that um i got a little bit misled by a few people and yeah the industry is just full of people just not really being very truthful about what you can achieve and um it kind of it just it just gives it a, a bit of a bad taste you know because you you don't know who you can trust you don't know who's telling you the truth so yeah that's why we've we've always been very transparent and I, I saw jackie your tweet yesterday about your earnings um where you broke down all your different earnings and i was like that's awesome and like nobody really does that in spaces like this you know people are a little bit shy sometimes about talking about what they earn and stuff like that and yeah that's always been at the core of our brand and um, with everything is telling people the truth um, and that's been been really important for us, yeah. Yeah, you guys do the earning screenshots as well, right? Man, 
your earnings are flying right now. So hold on, let's uh let's go back a bit. How did you guys meet? How did you guys uh, get started together? Um, you guys is your is the FBA brand together as well, or are you guys doing it separately? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, together. So we, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I'm currently in in Barcelona, in Spain, which is where me and Alex met. So as you can probably tell from our pale skin, we're not we're not local. We we moved here kind of seven and eight years ago, and we met here in like the expat kind of circle. Um, became good pals just through. Not many people here were really into business, to be honest, and we were both really interested in it and and trying to try and little little side hustles previously. So. Just pre-COVID, we decided we were going to work together. Got the kind of the, the balls, balls in motion, the wheels in motion. I think I was trying to say. Got got, got moving <laughs> with it. Started a few projects. We actually were going like to launch a travel. Motion, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not that. No, we, we, aren't, we aren't that tight yet. Uh, but we we kind of had a travel brand lined up, a, a product for a travel brand on Amazon. Um, luckily, didn't didn't start that because then COVID COVID hit, and then during COVID, we really kind of doubled down. Um, officially kind of joined together, launched a product in the UK because Alex was already selling on Amazon in Spain. Um, so we had some experience oh. there. Launched in the UK together. And then at the same time, um, we had uh, we were looking at the US basically because we, we'd, we'd seen a lot of opportunity there. So we launched a product in the US, which was the idea was to actually bankroll the initial brand that was in the UK. Um, and it just went so well. And then we had some issues with the UK one. So we just killed the UK, focused on the US. And now we've been growing that brand since uh, August of 2020. Nice, nice. And now you guys are balling, out of control. Um, wh what are you doing with the money? Are you just um, paying out Nothing. dividends every month? Or are you r rolling that back into inventory? Um, are you expanding product lines? Like what's the... What's the plan? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so to be again to be super transparently, we've got the we've got the Amazon brand, and then we've got Honest FBA, which is obviously you know like the course and and training community. Um, and the course and training community came from if you if you really want to rapidly scale an Amazon brand, you you've really got to reinvest most of the profits. Um, and when uh, sorry, oh right, I thought it was me. Yeah, yeah, Hang on. he's gone. All... Oh, he's back. He's back. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, 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 we're good. You're good. Um, yeah, if, if you really want to scale an Amazon business quickly, um, you've you've got to reinvest most of the profits, unless unless your margins are just absolutely insanely high, which is 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 not very common. Um, so we've not from the actual Amazon brand, we've reinvested everything. Um, and when we started talking about it publicly, that was when people started reaching out to us, asking us, you know, like basically how how do you do it? Can you you know can you offer coaching, whatever? And yeah, we started the mentorship side and that was when we saw the opportunity there as well, you know, to, to, to create a second really nice cash flowing business, um, that, you know, can help us grow as entrepreneurs, but also to, to raise even more capital to, to invest into the, into the Amazon brand, because we're getting to the point now with the Amazon brand, where we're looking at certain products where the top sellers are doing, you know, a million dollars a month, over a million bucks a month and, and in order to crack those those markets you need a lot of cash so it's great for us to have a second sort of income stream um but yeah we, we've we've got some sticks sometimes over like selling out and like there's a lot of hatred around people selling courses because because there's, there's so much yeah because there's so much bullshit in in the industry you get a lot of stick for it and we've always been like we said we've always been very transparent with it but yeah, part of it has been, you know, what uh, obviously as entrepreneurs wanting to grow, but it's just great when you've got two businesses that really complement each other and the mm. skills, the skills that we're learning with growing the course business, they actually really help with growing the Amazon business and vice versa. So, um, so yeah, we've, we've been re reinvesting the money from the actual Amazon brand and then the course business, you know, that's where we've been, you know, trying to you know, personally stack some cash up, but also reinvest that as well. Cause we want to, we want to grow and scale that to, for that to be a seven, eight figure business as well. Mate, we basically just to, to add to that, we kind of, we lived on savings. Like we had a bit of a runway, each of us, we just basically, we're living on savings for the best part of two years, to be honest. So like we just backed ourselves that we'd, we'd get to a point where we can, we'd be fine and we can replace our, the jobs that we left previously, but it's, 
it seems to kind of shut a few people up on on Twitter when they're like, oh, you know, you're just selling courses, you're living off that money. It's like, yeah, like we're we're called the honest, we work with the honest entrepreneurs. Like that's our name. We're like we like businesses, we like starting businesses. We, of course, we like we're interested in, in making money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we like we like earning money. It's not like a it's not a secret that that it's it's the the core side of the business. Yeah, the margins are great, obviously, because it's it's much you know physical product is it's it's very cash intensive. Obviously, selling a, a product, digital service online, that the margins are way higher. But we were never kind of hiding that, and th- I think where where it derives from is a lot of people start selling courses. They realize how much they can make there, and they just actually give up selling on Amazon. So then they purely just focus on selling courses, which is we can see why people do it because the attractions is a quick win. But for us, like like Alex said, they kind of complement each other. So if we stop this one, we can't really be justified selling this one because we use this everything we're learning here we tell all our students here so for us like it is it's paramount that you're still if you're teaching how people how to sell on amazon you should be selling on amazon that's like that's key and a lot of people aren't and they you know they, they get they get they kind of people get burned and then they get a really bad attitude towards anything to do with kind of education when actually it can really help speed up kind of the whole process of building the business yeah gotcha yo um at least from my buddy, I hear that the FBA industry is kind of like trickling downwards, huh? Um, like the interest wasn't like the same as I think two years, like during COVID, during that bull run, everyone was like all up on that. And everyone was like piling into FBA. Um, I've, I've heard it's like drumming up interest is a bit tougher, but I think maybe that's purely because like my buddy, Tom Wang, I, I think you guys know them. Yeah, we know Tom, uh, yeah. Yeah, James spoke, we spoke with him before and he, he's saying at his scale, he's seeing like, um, a lot less interest than before. Are you guys seeing something similar? The valuations are much lower for sure, but I don't know about like student interest, you know? Uh, to, to be fair, like we, so we launched Honest FBA that it was, was fairly recent. So it's kind of back end of, of last year. So I know Tom's been kind of coaching for probably what, three, four years. So, I mean, he, he's got a lot more time in the game so you might have seen a bit of a drop off for us it's been it's been it's exceeded our expectations to be honest um in terms of the the inbound that we've had and the interest so for us it's steadily been increasing um overall in the space yeah there was some there was that kind of bull run and the peak of e-commerce almost in in covid where people were getting crazy valuations and well not even crazy it was like they were good valuations but they they uh, some of the aggregators that were purchasing companies have have some of them have gone bankrupt. Some of them have gone bust. Other ones have mm-hmm. uh, some of the aggregators I think have acquired each other. Um, but we still know of people that are getting exits, and I think it's the same in any business model. A, a good business is valuable, and it's going to get a good multiple. It just depends on what you build. So yeah, FBA is like the model that we've we've chosen and we we want to use. But you can really, I think you can really secure a good multiple as long as you as long as you follow the fundamentals, which are the same across most businesses, then your valuation is going to be solid. Uh, so we're not we're not honestly worried about that. We think we're seeing people do it. We're seeing people become multi millionaires quite regularly now. So um, for us, it's, it's still worth the go. Yeah. And and I also I also saw Tom do a post where he's talking about onboarding a hundred to two hundred new students a month. So if that's him winding down and struggling, then I'd love to be <laughs> in, yeah. in in that position. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I, cause I was just quickly checking Google trends then as, as Tom was uh, talking and like, um, I was surprised actually that it's still sort of not, uh, kind of gradually trending upwards. Um, I think what, I think what naturally happens is these things kind of explode at certain times and you get a lot of interest from people just trying to make a quick book. But I think it's, it's like what we're teaching. We, we eventually want to move into doing D to C and also offering that as honest FBA, the sort of like long-term vision is, is for it to be a community where you can get into e-commerce. And I think especially with all of the developments with like AI and, and stuff like that, there's a lot of business models. Like if I was a copywriter right now, I would be looking at like doing something else. Like there's no way I would be investing more time into doing that. Um, copywriters, graphic designers, I think all of those like niches and industries are going to be heavily disrupted by AI. And I think physical products that that's going to be one of the things that I think is going to stand the test of time. If you learn how to do that, and obviously you're going to be able to leverage AI to help you do that. Like 
we a guy that we know um Joshua based in Barcelona he's been showing us some of the stuff he's been doing with mid journey on like product development um and one of the things that we absolutely love about Amazon is developing brands is really fun um so i i think i think you know physical product businesses they're not they're not going anywhere and Amazon is not going anywhere so uh yeah there was the, there there was the bubble that kind of burst with the valuations on these on these brands and stuff but like Tom said, I think if you're if you're doing the fundamentals right and you're approaching it in the right way, which within the world of Amazon coaching, there's very few people doing that. The vast majority of people are just, you know, doing it in in, in a very short term way, which is not what we're trying to do. And just to go back to what Tom said um, before about us kind of we're never going to just move into selling courses and, and, and completely give up on Amazon. Um, because we really enjoy it. So yeah, I think as long as you're doing it in the right way, um, I, th I think it's still still an industry that's, you know, that's really healthy and that there's a lot of a lot of interest in it. Um, gotcha. Yeah, naturally gotcha. things have up and downs. Yeah, how's uh, Honest FBA doing? Are you guys are you guys sharing that? Like, what kind of numbers are you guys doing? I I, I don't even know your business model. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm like such a terrible host. I, I, I was just on your <laughs> you website. You got to do your research, cool. Jack, yeah. No, okay. I just I just like I just got stuck staring at your two's like um fun, funny ass picture on the homepage and then I just kind of got lost <laughs> in your guys' eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, the yeah. homepage sucks. We're gonna have to update it. But... We need to update it. Yeah, no, uh, no, it's funny. I like it. Yeah, we we um how are we doing that? Yeah, it's, it's been it's kind of steadily growing. To be fair, I think last month we probably onboarded 20, 20 new students, which is like for so for us we have like kind of a, a lower entry level kind of uh, option and then we have an option which has got kind of all the community and access to myself and alex so that's kind of the one that is most popular to be honest um the people like having the validation kind of of their ideas mainly because that's the kind of scariest part about amazon you you um you sold on amazon didn't you jackie for a while i heard you say that on the podcast with tom yeah i did yeah i got clapped yeah. got clapped left and right it was good was it can um, was it can candles is that right yeah yeah candles uh vanilla candles to be exact. actually you know what we expanded to all of them and they all did like pretty well. It's just, I think at what, the same time. All yeah, candles. Yeah, like different flavors of candles. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we scaled up very quickly because like we, we thought we had to go fast with, because uh, we were in like drop shipping, private labeling. And we're like, yeah, we can probably just crank this. Uh, we mm. cranked it. And by the time it reached, like, yeah, like the, the listing was pretty much dead. Uh, but like we had, long tail um keywords such as like lavender candles that we're still ranking for it just ended up didn't didn't make sense monetarily wise because mm. like our for example our dc brand does like six figures and the candles were maybe doing a couple grand maybe max at max 20 grand a month so it was like eh, uh yeah, not yeah, really uh, worth the time so we're like all right we'll just take this 30 grand l in inventory and just liquidate it um but yeah that's pretty much my fba journey we, we spoke we, to we, a fella a few weeks ago who he at top end he was doing 40 million dollars a year on on amazon or fba uh which Sick. was like absolutely Damn. wild so we we ended up we've some a guy working for us now used to work for him so we kind of got in touch that way and he was super helpful on some emails so we, we we dropped on we jumped on a call with him for it was about an hour hour 45 minute call and it was just insane like the, the amount of insights we got and at that kind of scale i think he was doing one of his products was doing something like 3000 units a day at, at his peak Shit. and he's just doing, yeah, like what, what I was scared. He, he, he exited uh, earlier this year, I think. So now he's just chilling for the next kind of couple of years, I suppose. But uh, yeah, his, he was, he was super interesting. He kind of made us, he broke the frame of what we thought was possible again. I think when we spoke to James previously, I say our, our goals, you know, we, we definitely from day one, we wanted to, well, day one was a side hustle. And then we were like, okay, this this can be a seven figure business like for sure we kind of were like look, we can get it to a million two million we'd, we'd walk away then and then we met people that have sold for kind of late sevens then we're getting to like 10 eight figures eight figures plus and then speaking to this guy it was just like like i said fr frame breaking of realizing how big you can go and now like the the niche that we're in we so we share everything about our business we don't share the exact niche we're in um i think we will later this year to be honest but a lot of people there's a lot of kind of cloak and dagger in, in the amazon space that people don't want to share their kind of secret source i suppose but the opportunity is just massive so now after speaking to him in particular we're kind of looking at it as let's 
let's act like we have all the funds. Let's act like we have access to unlimited capital. What are we going to launch next? What can we launch? So we're now kind of lay, laying out this pipeline of all these products that we can go for. So for us, we kind of work in reverse engineering and say, look, we, we know we got the Amazon ability to sell this. So these products that are doing half a million to a million a month, we know we can crack that. Can we source suppliers? Do the economics work? Okay, cool. Let's get let's get hold of some cash, and we kind of back ourselves to get hold of cash if need be. So that that was amazing for us. And he actually, we were going to go to China in October um, for the Canton Fair. But after speaking to him, he was like, "Let's get out of there now." So we're actually going in two weeks. So I did actually just literally just came back from getting my fingerprints done. So if I if I don't come back from China, they they've nicked me for something. But basically, going <laughs> going out there for. Um, 12 days seeing seeing a load of our suppliers we're there for the dragon boat holiday festival as well it should be good uh so yeah man that's, that's kind of we've been all, all systems go and kind of racing racing towards growth at the minute which is which is good fun nice um so i i want to ask like from when i did fba i i guess things have changed right um let me just give maybe the audience like a quick breakdown of what i did and then maybe you guys can just tell me if I'm if that still works. All right. So back way back when we did giveaways like rebates, but it was like they buy full price and then I just kick back to them on PayPal afterwards and with like a five star review. And I used like chatbots to do it via Facebook. Um, does that still work? No. no. <laughs> was, did, you, did you did you use a uh, was there like a tool for that called like Boost Rooster or something like that? No, no, I, I no. built it. Oh, you just like set it the, on uh, Many chat, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can, you can still kind of do that illegally. Like, um, there was some, there, there, there were some tools. There was a tool called uh, Boost Rooster. Um, a guy that we know called Ryan, he started it, and then uh, Amazon changed the, they changed the rules basically, and 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 they made like these the, the rebate, the rebates sort of uh, illegal. Like, there's, there's, st- you know, the, there's still a lot of people doing black hat stuff to, you know, do like search find buy and 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 try yeah. and game the organic rankings and stuff like that um you know like but that doesn't work uh, it, it it works for sure it just depends what what you want to do it depends how how what your risk tolerance is um we're more on the side of doing everything within the rules sometimes bordering on like the the the, the, the gray hat sort of area um the, the the problem is the thing is when you're just starting on Amazon and you you're launching one product you don't really you don't really think of the danger you just think well I just want to make this product go well but then once you get a business to like seven figures you really don't want to fuck around you don't want to risk getting your entire account closed just just to get a few mm-hmm. extra reviews or to you know maybe get a boost in organic ranking um, and that's why we really preach doing the fundamentals well, you know, great customer experience, great products, and then you naturally get those, you know, the reviews. So I think, yeah, a lot, a lot of those old, old, old school sort of taxis, like there are people still doing them and making them work, but, you know, it just depends on your yeah. risk tolerance, basically. You mean th- those people are like my people, right? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. got to be the Chinese. Spamming <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like their, their brand names, like five consonants in like yeah. as a brand name, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And they're, they're, yeah. they're doing everything they can to try and game it for sure. Um, but they've they've got the advantage that they, they close down one account, they open an, up another. Like, yeah, exactly. we, you know, we don't really have that. We don't really have that as an as an option, um, and these are these are the this is the big sort of challenge right now on Amazon is like how do you compete against the Chinese that are you know they're using these tactics they're driving prices down, and that's why you've got to approach it with a little bit more intelligence really you know you've got to you've got to look at doing you know proper branding, good customer experience really building out proper brands that people start to recognize within your space. And that's how you kind of compete against Chinese that are doing these underhand tactics and stuff. Yeah. What, what counts as gray hat on Amazon? I'd say ser- probably search fine, search fine by like, I'd say is, it's probably, it's not so black guys. It's probably more gray. If, if you're in search fine by like groups, which 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 existed um and there was big platforms that existed but then they got they got pinged and kind of shut down so yeah i don't know it, I it depends e- on what you, even if they're gonna even sorry even things within your inserts like technically you're not really even supposed to like put your company website or even even ask for a mm. review like there, there's a lot of things that are kind of like eh, you know it, 
if you really go into the, the terms and conditions, it says that you probably shouldn't do it. But everybody kind of does it. But then there's stuff that's just like clearly black hat, you know, like there's Chinese sellers that are still incentivizing reviews. So saying, you know, you'll get a free gift if you leave a five-star review, stuff like that. And they're getting away with it still. There, you know, there's people that are merging listings um, where they'll have like three candles and then it'll be like uh, a, a completely different product that's already got a ton of reviews and they'll merge the listings so that it looks like that product's got like 500 reviews. And then you actually read the reviews underneath and it'll be like a candle listing. And then it'll be like, yeah, this is a great, pump for my bike i really like it and you're like what that doesn't make any sense okay. so jackie's eyes, know, the... jackie's eyes is lit up at that by the way <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> i think what's i think what's interesting about it though is if you dive into the facebook groups like we we look at the facebook groups in our niche and a lot of the time customers are actually posting uh, links to products on amazon and you read the you mm. read the comments and customers are getting very savvy now to the fact that these amazon reviews can't be trusted all the time like they, they really start to take notice of that things, those types of things. So, you know, even, even if I, I, I think the black hat tactics that the, that the Chinese sellers are using are almost becoming a little bit less effective as customers are starting to trust reviews and stuff like that a little bit less. Tell you one thing they use as well. Have you ever go on a listing and you see the question section? So people, mm. people ask questions, you'll see a brand new listing come out. It'll be like a week old and they'll be like, is, is this product good for X? And then you get like this huge kind of SEO stuffed answer where it's, it's clearly just the seller and someone's pitched mm -hmm. a question and they've been like, but the way they've written, it's just, they've written like a really formal answer. It might be from like chat GPT or something. So you, you see that, I think that's probably gray because it's not, I don't think Amazon can police that, that well. Um, but for us, like, like Alex said, yeah, for us, it's a case of it. I think people try those tactics a bit more if they're selling shit products. Like if, if you, if you, you should do good product development and you should sell you know, you shouldn't be worried about getting, you shouldn't be worried about reviews, about getting reviews in general. If you have a good product, you'll get good reviews. And that's kind of how, how we view it. So people that game it, you know, you could be a year down the line, your account gets shut down and you're, you know, you're screwed then. So for us, we'd, we'd rather kind of play it pretty, pretty white. All right. And well, for example, what about, uh, sales still drives rankings, right? Like full, mm. full stop that that's still a major factor. Cause like Amazon wants to make money, right? Um, and to get sales, I guess you can do two, one of two things. You can run traffic, external traffic, maybe build an email list and then do a launch, or you can do like PPC, um, back when I used to do it, like Amazon PPC and you start mm -hmm. off like at a lower price and then you increase it. Does that still work? That's like fully white hat, right? That's yeah. 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 That's, yeah. The, on the, I might, maybe I've already butchered this. So Alex might want to jump in, but fat Joe. It was on previous episode with you guys, so he's he's a friend of ours here in in Barcelona. So yeah. we we actually after after speaking to you, Jackie, I, I know what it was the episode where Tom was on, and you said about ranking on Google for his products and how kind of easy it was. And we we spoke a bit in the messages, so I spoke with Joe about it. And one of our best sellers, he he placed some backlinks on, which I don't think is, is very common in the space. So he placed some backlinks on our listing, and it it went really well. So that that went it ranked really quickly um for, for a lot of decent search terms not like the, the search volumes on amazon are a lot bigger because people are going on there just to shop mm. um but definitely didn't hurt so that that works um it's hard to <coughs> excuse me it's hard to attribute everything perfectly that the attribution on amazon isn't that good from things that are coming external but supposedly that does help you rank organically and then yeah ppc is massive like it's, it's become more prevalent over the last couple of years and you have to have a like really dialed in ppc game because it's, it's so easy to burn cash on amazon as it is as it is with google ads um but yeah of course you can you know using a good ppc campaign it will also help you rank organically and for us like the whole the whole game is rank organically if you're just burning money on ppc it's going to be pretty hard long term to kind of have a brand that's worth anything right so i guess like uh, a normal launch nowadays is just ppc most of the time, man, you know what I used to do on FBA as well. That worked really well was I used to go on, um, micro workers. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like mechanical Turks, but you can't use mechanical Turk cause they they're owned by Amazon. But uh, I used to go on there with like campaigns and I just asked people to, um, add, uh, add stuff to cart, like add my products to cart, search and add to cart, search and add to cart, search and add to, uh, I don't know, uh, gift, I don't know, like shopping a gift list, list sh shopping list. list. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah yeah and that that worked really well um does that still work but that this was like two three years ago i don't know if you guys tried this before but uh, yeah i mean i add to carts like a huge driver for organic rank so if you, if you can game it yeah it's just again like whether or not you kind of want to you know you want to risk getting flagged up with doing that um <laughs> But yeah, it we sound, we, this is like an SEO podcast, right? We sound, we sound like absolute pussies and we don't do anything, don't do anything bad. We're not hacking the system enough. Yeah, people are just going to rail on you in the comments saying you're such pussies. <laughs> no, it's, it, no, it's fine. I understand because you guys have something to uh, lose, right? You guys have like a multiple six figure a month business. But, you know, for someone who's just starting out, like, let's be honest, look at me. I have nothing to lose. I'm Chinese or Asian. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna crank it, man. I'm just gonna swing swing for it. Because for I think me, it's, it's like, like it's yeah. either yeah. Sorry, man. It, it's like the SEO mentality, right? But then, like, you get you get a site, you get a site penalized or whatever. Just make another site, like. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just a bit more difficult with Amazon to do that. Um, yeah. I think that's what the main. I think I think what it is is because it's because they can because they can ping you from. You know, it could be 12, 18, 24 months that you did something previous and they can get you for that. And then by that point, you scaled up and you're sitting on oh, a, quarter, sure. a quarter million dollars worth of inventory and then they ping your account. You know, you're, you're kind of fucked. So that's kind of that plays in your mind a bit more than if it's just hosting a website, you know? Yeah, fair play, fair play. All right. And what what, what levers are you guys pulling in your um, FBA business right now? Um, like, are you Product guys development is... on the website? Okay. So I mean, we're we're in the process at the minute of, of actually hiring somebody to kind of do all of the uh, the brand marketing. Um, so far we've so far we've basically been a classic Amazon brand. Which there's debate as as to whether or not that is actually like a re- a real brand or is it you know you're just you're just kind of selling stuff on Amazon. But the the more that we grow. The, the the product portfolio the more we you know we want to we want to have a great presence on and off amazon so the big focus for us right now is is product development so we're actually developing now we're moving away from the typical like private label model and we're actually developing our own products from scratch so uh we've got two custom products now that we've paid to have like a plastic injection mold made so the shape is completely custom um it's taken a long time but that's the kind of like level we're pulling where now we're going to launch these products on Amazon and they're completely unique. So obviously there's, there's always similar products, but if you want, if you want the exact products, you, you know, you can't, you can't get it from another seller. So that's, that's huge in, in on Amazon now when it's, you know, when it's competitive. So we're really putting a lot of time and focus into creating really great products. Um, we're also looking at moving into a consumable market. So getting, getting a product into the brand that's on subscribe and save, it's just huge for val- for the valuation of the, of the business. Um, and it's an absolutely massive market that we're perhaps looking at starting in Canada first and then moving into the US. But that's the sort of thing that if we crack that, we go from maybe looking at like a 3X multiple on an exit to who knows, seven, eight X, maybe if we can pull that off. Um, so it's obviously, you know, that, that could be huge for us. So we're, we're really focusing a lot on product development, um, making sure we're making great products. And then this next products that we're, that we're actually launching is going to be a little bit higher ticket. So it's going to be seven, about 70, $80. And then we're actually looking at some products that could be four or $500. Once we do that, that's kind of going to open up the possibilities to, to move and do some testing D to C, um, and then moving back into potentially, you know, to building out the, the SEO side. Um, our, our need, we're in, we don't mention the specific brand, but we're in the pet niche. So there's a lot of potential there in terms of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, queries around how to do this or how to do that or best, whatever. And it's something that we've looked at back and forth a little bit and it didn't really make sense. Up, uh, and until kind of recently but once once we've got the product portfolio to a certain certain size um that's the sort of stuff we're gonna kind of look at yeah how do you capture how do you capture customer data are you doing that because you don't get the customer emails and stuff on amazon right no you don't you but i mean the, there's the only real technique is, is one of the it says one of the main downsides there there's ways basically you have a product insert so you'll be you know you're going to try and get them to get I don't know the classic ones are like sign up for warranty, um, 
sign up for a, a newsletter, get get an app or like an ebook, those kind of things. So that's how you try and get them externally. And then you're, I mean, we've been doing this for a while now. So we've got a bit of an email list, um, not as big as you'd, you'd want, obviously, and what you'd get with D2C, but it is steadily growing. What Amazon have launched is they've got a couple of programs in in like beta testing that uh, you if you people can subscribe to your brand almost like follow you basically so they've got their own version of kind of instagram i say called amazon posts and they've got something else called inspire which is their version of tiktok but it's based around kind of amazon influencers if people follow your brand they can opt in and then when you launch a product you can ping everyone and say that you, you've just launched so that's kind of that's that's early days so we'll see how it goes with with that um but yeah it's definitely one of the one of the downsides but you you hope kind of for us the way we look at it is if you can if you can get into a customer's kind of mindset if you're if your brand's in their mind thinking of that that niche we're trying to cover the whole life cycle so naturally they sh- they should if we can do it from from a to z then they're going to keep coming back and they're going to recognize your brand take up as much kind of real estate as you can in specific sub niches so they can't miss you basically and then yeah like alex said you know if you get you start seeing comments in big Facebook groups and things and recommendations. And then that obviously just helps the brand grow organically. One other thing, actually, in terms of another lever we've kind of played with recently was influencer marketing, which I think people right at the start, we know that it it's really, I mean, I was, I was guilty of this. Alex kind of taught me out of it at the start. I was like, look, you've got to do an Instagram page and Facebook and all this stuff. And it was like, that isn't going to drive enough. Like just focus on Amazon at the start and squeeze as much as you can out of Amazon in terms of, how many working hours we both had at the level we're at now we're reaching out to loads of kind of influencers in our space sending them free product in exchange of video and we're seeing like quite nice returns from that so that's another kind of lever we're going to keep putting um and kind of building our brand around them because it's um yeah it's proven it's proven to work pretty like yesterday we had a video i think i think someone shared about twenty five thousand followers and it got twelve thousand likes <coughs> which is pretty amazing the rest of our videos get kind of a thousand, two thousand. So that one really took off and we saw a nice increase in sales in the day. So that that's something that we want to kind of work on a bit more. Nice. Do you know what you guys should do? Since um I mean I, <coughs> I took a look at like your system right now, um, a couple weeks or months ago. And like, for example, if you guys sell uh dog food, um, dude, you guys should totally just like cover everything under the sun about dogs. Like best dog food for X. You know, for example, why, why don't you guys do that on your site? Or have you guys done that? I think when I last spoke, I was like, you guys should do this. Um, is there a reason why you don't do it with AI now? That, that shit could be spun up in like a day. Do you mean creating like a content site, basically? Yeah, yeah. But like with a front of, you know, it's just like a WordPress homepage with, you know, your, you can show all your products and then have a blog section. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's basically just like one thing that we've not really prioritized it's like we've discussed it but um yeah we just never really prioritized it but that's one thing that we we kind of want to look at doing now um every everything yeah, so far has just, yeah. just been the focus on amazon but yeah maybe maybe you're the one to talk us into doing it jackie no man you're friends with joe how, 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 how is that <laughs> even possible that he doesn't tell you to do that no he did he did what do you that's, guys that's even not... talk about on like steak night if you don't talk about <laughs> seo what, what are you guys doing andrew dude? tate now we we discussed it but it's like we've it's it's not as easy as just throwing up a site right like maybe it's that easy all right let's do it let's do a road test and then we'll circle back on this podcast in in six months and see if we're uh we're like okay we 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 can use um my my d2c brand for as an example um so far and away dog co uh, the SEOs are all throwing this up on Ahrefs right now. Um, I think it will do like fourteen hundred US dollars on Amazon Associates this month. Um, not much, but it added maybe. I think we're at like twenty, like thirty, forty k sessions a month from SEO. But this is like mm-hmm. I went broad with this, so like we didn't only cover stuff about dinnerware. We covered stuff about like best frozen meatballs, best like I don't know cooktops, you know, like best pans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we went broad, bad example, but it's, it's another revenue source for you guys. It could be another revenue source as well. And they'll add like another 
Yeah. Like, you know, I'd look to the multiple as well. Um, to, to, be, to be honest, Jackie, I think like these are all, this is the reason that we're now going to like hire because we've, we've got it to seven figures. Like we're basically the, t- the two of us got it there. And then at the same time built, built honest FBA as well on, on the side. So that, that will probably grow pretty confident into, into a seven figure business pretty soon as well. So there's, we feel like we kind of, we kind of got to capacity and now we're trying to like remove ourselves where we can. So we know we want to employ a good marketing person, want to employ a kind of supply chain person. So we've, we've had bits and bobs and we've had, we've had VAs and we've had customer service and that, that's gone, that's gone well. But for us to, we kind of realized it's the last three months I'd say is we realize the potential of this brand is so big and we want to like maximize the exit then yeah we need to do things like that and but us that takes us kind of taking a step back employing good people and then freeing up the kind of capacity and mind space to kind of execute on those ideas yeah yeah because um i only know there's an opportunity because i have a site in your direct niche um in the pet niche as well i don't know if you remember but um now i I now have two sites in that niche so i'm like seeing i'm like the numbers are crazy so I mean, maybe we can speak afterwards. Like maybe yeah, do you want to sell it? Work Sorry, <laughs> no, no, I, I think, <laughs> no, no, not not right now. They're not doing that well. But um, yeah, there there could be like some way we could work together. For example, um, like a certain percentage on top of uh, the Amazon commission or something like that. Because uh, I have like mm-hmm. deals with with Thrasio like that, where they like do an additional kickback, and then what I can do is like I just start running PPC there because then then the numbers work out right. Cause I take the Amazon commission plus your additional commission, just like push you at number one mm, on these yeah. lists. And, um, yeah, yeah it's, nice. it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh God, you should definitely do the content idea. Um, probably try to execute with Joe, but if he's too busy and he's like being like reluctant, yeah. Send me a message. I, I got, I've been wanting to invest in something anyways. So I, I, I think like the, the the way that we've always seen it and it and it, it 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 might be wrong is that like you could potentially spend a lot of time on it pump a decent amount of cash into it and yeah you get a ton of traffic there but it's mostly just sort of like um like i said like the how-to stuff and does it actually convert into like what you know what what's the is the value in getting eyeballs on the brand or is the value in actually driving you know sales and traffic um that's been my sort of perspective on it is it's not really a sure thing in terms of actually actually moving the needle it's just like okay you've got a site and it's got 40k sessions a month but like what's the actual business growth of that beyond just you know sessions yeah i mean quick examples would be display ads low you know it's i think at 50k it's a measly 2k a month i would guess um and then on top of that, you can probably get news like newsletter subscribers on top of that. Uh, and you can probably squeeze out a bit more by pushing affiliate con- like your, your own products on that certain page. For example, like, I don't know if you saw sell dog toys and like can dogs eat X, Y, Z, you can just be like, Hey, here's our mm-hmm. dog toy. A certain percentage will always convert. And then when you do launch D to C, um, you all have a age, very aged face Facebook pixel to retarget from. And um, yeah, there's just like so many things you can do. Like th- these are all stuff like James, James is doing right now. As like, he, he's like a content. The big one is as well. Yeah. You can, if you have like pages, you could, all those pages, you can link back to your product and collection pages to rank those. And then the newsletter is the big one because you're capturing all the emails. So I have people interested in that stuff and you can hit them with, Hey, it's Memorial Day sale that just happened. You know, we're doing 20% yeah. off, blah, 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 you know, and then you've got mm. a whole list to sell to that interested in that and know that you sell it from your site. And then you've got that value too. Cause then you've got all the customer data, as Jackie mentioned, you can retarget mm. if you're doing any of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, that, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, is it, so I guess, I mean, it, it just sounds like it's like a, a resourcing issue, right? At this point, I, I, I think it's kind of it's, it's it's what Tom touched on a little bit then as well. And one thing that we've we've really realized now is like the key for us for growth as like entrepreneurs because we're running two businesses is 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 leverage and hiring people because stuff like mm-hmm. that we've 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 overlooked that as an opportunity because we've got this other yeah like you say like the other resources. So 
we, we've tried to do everything ourselves up until this point, almost. And now I think to take us, you know, up to that like next level, like I said, as entrepreneurs, like hiring the right people and, and building this stuff out. So it's so that is not just so we're not not prioritizing that because we don't have the time. It's like we'll just hire someone, get that done, and boom. Because because really, yeah, that should we we should have done that for sure. But um, stuff like that is as as being deprioritized because we focused on on other on other stuff but this is what's exciting just about doing this in general and running these two businesses is just stuff like that like when you're saying that to me now i'm like fuck i want to do that now and we, we have thought <laughs> about yeah, it in, in 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 the past and then i'm like oh shit that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing that we that we barely touched on and then when we said the cohesiveness with the two businesses that's amazing for the honest fba students as well to see us doing that and we can then pass on, you know, what we've learned through doing that for our own brand into the community so they can learn from that. So that's why, yeah, originally, like we said, we, we don't want to just completely phase out doing Amazon because all of this stuff is, is it all just folds into each other, in, into each other really mm -hmm. nicely. So, mm. yeah, but with, with, with regards to Joe, by the way, at, at these like state nights, this is actually what we ended up talking about. We spoke, we spoke about buying a Facebook yeah. group, about buying a website. About three times now, we've agreed to start a brand together as well. And Joe's going to put some cash in and we're going to start, we're going to launch a brand in, in numerous niches. And then he just... He comes back loses. with a tray of shots and then it all yeah, gets yeah. forgotten. Loses his mind and uh, we don't see him again for three months. So we'll see. He's back, he's back, in, he's back in town in a couple of weeks. So we'll, um, we'll see how he is then. Yeah, amazing. I think he's in New York right now, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys are like so spread out. Um but yeah, yeah, you guys should totally do it. I'm I'm fully convinced. It's like a no-brainer. If you don't do it, then let me do it for you and I'll just take a bit off the top, you know, of your final exit. It's fine. Let's I'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take equity in the whole brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um Yeah, because uh I think I believe I spoke about it. James, remind me, did I talk about like these a partnership with a me medical brand last time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like um some guy on Twitter reached out to me, a uh, huge medical brand, and they want to like monetize better. And like we're utilizing the like exact strategy that I'm telling you right now, but they already have like an existing, you know, audience. And for you guys, it's how I see it is um, because you're on FBA already, many people are Googling your brand name, right? So that's like a super powerful signal because um for us it was like many people were googling far and away far and away far and away on google google's like oh shit who the hell are these guys so they'll they'll like prioritize them on search so anything i posted like what i what i did exactly was i bought a site that was penalized by google already de-indexed that whole site and then i just moved all the content onto far and away and now that shit's like rocketing on hrefs um uh -huh. so hrefs is like an seo tool it's just like a yeah, traffic yeah. estimator it's, it's like fucking mooning like like we we are literally out here and like it's 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 great um so yeah you, are, are you ja uh, uh, jackie would you say like writing this content because you said just before like get ai to do it like is that i've not really followed how ai is impacting seo but like what's the kind of like at the minute what's the what's the score there is is that a, a legit way to do it at the minute like um ai i would say it's a great way to validate for you guys so what i do if i were you is i would just get ai to write like 50 articles like uh if you guys sell dog products just do like can dogs eat you know and then let let ai finish it and then you come mm. up with like a bunch of keywords i did throw that, that up yeah <laughs> and then do best dog food best you know, like dog, like shit dogs eat, you know, like, I don't know, like, um, best dog toys, et cetera, et cetera. Best shit dog know. eat. I can see yeah, the yeah, uh, now, shit dogs eat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but, um, just like build like a topical dominance around like dogs yeah. that way and then mm. go from there. Uh, Funnily enough, it's someone in our niche, I, think, I don't know if we spoke about this last time, but because when we were on the podcast with James, we were saying like people with your background, with SEO backgrounds, you can kind of, do this in reverse and, and yeah, build up authority and then go into a, into a niche, like a really specialized niche. So someone in our space, they have a blog, essentially a really big blog that had a, a shit ton of traffic. And then last year they launched their first product on Amazon, obviously put themselves number one of all their, all their top tens and they're killing it. And they absolutely killed it from, from the offset. So like, oh, really? we know it can work and that's, 
we looked at them from day one when we started this brand and Alex's background is, is a bit is SEO as well. So we, we kept kind of discussing it and then, yeah, it's just been a case of like not, not really prioritizing it, but for sure it, it definitely works like a hundred percent. So it's something that we'd have to get around to doing. Oh, so they, they did like the, I don't know, similar to what uh, Casper did with Sleepopolis. They like just listed all their products as number one and then that worked like they, on, ranking they, on Amazon as well. On Amazon, they just, I think they drove ahead of a lot of traffic from external on, on Amazon. So this, this particular product was quite high ticket. So for everything that was relevant on their website, they ranked themselves first, but then every other link on there was like almost their competition. So they were getting affiliate money from that anyway. And then obviously, yeah, they, I assume over time, they're going to keep moving into more and more kind of sub niches within the overall niche. And then they'll keep putting themselves mm. kind of first. Mm. It's interesting as well, because Jackie, I was talking to a friend that's been doing this for fitness sites, and <clears throat> sometimes it can like almost look spammy when you put yourself as number one on a best list. So he was saying they do like buyer's guides, like, you know, how you do your buyer's guide section under all your products. Usually you put that at the top and the title is like, like almost like a buyer's guide for X dog food or whatever. And it lists all the things and it goes uh, products similar to, or products that meet these criteria or whatever. And then you put your product within that list so it's like hey mm. this is the criteria you, sh you should look for these are the products that fit this criteria and obviously your one's the first one in there so it doesn't look like you're trying like obviously selling your own product it's like you're like oh okay. this just happens to meet the criteria apparently that's doing well too yeah but dude that that just sounds way too complex i feel like the <laughs> average buyer I, I don't think they're yeah. they're up there in terms of like savviness they're they're, they're just yeah when they say when they're searching best dog food, they're literally going through the list, right? And they're clicking each link and then they're checking them out. I guess mm. that's what I'm just watching how Mike, my, my mom shops. And that's like, that's, that's just how it is. And we're my Man, dad, you know, I watched my, my wife's uh, mom was buying a camera last year. And she, yeah. I, I, the way I view Amazon, I view, I, I, I naively viewed it through my lens and like shop around, I read some reviews. I go on a few listings. She yeah. clicked this like camera. She bought the camera. Then she bought the ca camera case, typed in like Canon C50, right? Top one, right? Okay, add to basket, right? Click this. And it said, frequently bought, do you want this? Yep. And she said twice, <laughs> the upsell, yep, yep. Check it, two minutes, close the laptop. And I was like, is that how you shop? She was like, yeah, of course. Like, why would I look at everything else? They're the best reviews. And I was like, fuck man, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's wild how the power of it. And like, yeah, like a lot of, that's why you really think about the, the demo of your of your brand, like how you know. Think about that when you're doing all your, your kind of building your listings and building your your PPC. Because if you're like, I think you can fool yourself thinking like, yeah, I'm ranking, I'm ranking 13th for a keyword. Okay, well, hardly anyone's seeing you down there in, in some mm -hmm. niches, so you're not really you're not really winning. Yeah, yo, um, let's do like a fun exercise for James. So like, I I actually opted him out of starting an FBA brand because of my terrible experience, but I'm sure you guys <laughs> can pull him back in. So let's say he 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 ranks for the equivalent of I, I don't know if you want to say james but like best let's say best best, sorry best, best sorry just say best protein powder yeah best protein powder he ranks for best protein powder um like number one like a huge keyword uh gets tons of traffic he pushes a lot of sales affiliate sales to another vendor already would you recommend him to launch a protein powder on fba like on on amazon I mean, you, if, to launch a protein powder on Amazon, you, you're probably going to need like high six figures, um, unless it's like a very specific protein powder. But like that, I mean, you just pick the neat like one of the biggest niches on Amazon. So like, um, <laughs> you 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 can you could have like if it wasn't something as competitive, then 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 yeah. But like, it's a massive advantage to have that existing traffic. And if you're pushing it through to to affiliates, then you may as well replace some of them with with your own products for sure. So yeah, if he if he's got, if, if he had the actual capital to 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 keep up with the with the sales, yeah. Um, because like those supplements niches, they're just like it's just a huge cash game with those. It's like yeah. you re you really really need to be um bankrolled to compete in those in those niches. Yeah. Well, if I was gonna yeah, do it, I'd do it straight D to C through that Supplifull site because they essentially private label dropship it, but they just don't have the right products currently that I would want to sell. And then at least then, that way. The thing with dropshipping on FBA is you, you don't, well, do I, you I mean I like, wouldn't do it FBA. I would do it. Oh, okay. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 
and at least in the beginning if if they have the products eventually right now their products aren't good enough but maybe in the mm-hmm. future yeah i would say like with, with niches like that and depending on where you source so if you're sourcing products from china which most people do mm. it's way harder to get like payment terms with the chinese mm. so over time you might get some but it's traditionally you pay in essentially you're paying for the whole there's 30% down and then 70% to leave the warehouse. And then, you know, then you're shipping it to the U S that's like 30 days. Then you've got to sell through it. So like your cash, the cash conversion cycle is really slow. I think if you can do something like supplements or, or feed, so something that we're, we're doing recently is we're looking at this, this product Alex mentioned in the, in the kind of, um, feed space. And we're looking at the North, North America because we can, if we can quick shorten up that cash cycle, then we don't need as much upfront, but also with the companies in, in the West, it's much easier to build a relationship with them and you can kind of really lay out your vision. So if you can go to a company and say, look, I've, I am number one on Google for this search term. I, I send X amount. I drive 10,000 sales a week for this product. I want to launch my own brand. Do you want to be a partner? And like, okay, they're much more likely to give you like net 30 or net 60 payment terms. So you don't actually need half a million dollars up front. You could almost do it with a lot less. You obviously still got to pay for your, your marketing materials and your graphics and your videos and stuff. So you definitely need some budget and for PPC, cause it's going to be hyper aggressive on this is, this is regarding Amazon. But if you can, if you can leverage what you have on Google, then I would, then that, that's something to consider, um, and make building more of a partnership with the Western kind of, uh, producer of goods. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know if the protein powder was a good example. It would be more like, because it's not that competitive, right? What, what you're ranking for? Um, um, it's relatively it's, competitive. It's it, it was it, it would be more like best running shoes or best running like waterproof running shoes, you know, shit like that. Uh, mm. like you have a lot of that, which is yeah. I'm like pretty sold that James should at least dabble. Um, what's like the I minimum quantity? To, to be honest, like, quantity like you. It's, it's how it's, uh, that's like the, the question we get asked the most is how much money do you need to start Amazon and like how much stock should you order? But the thing with with that is what what, what you could do. And this is something that we haven't done that much to be fair, but you can you can test really. So if you mm. knew the quantities of using a tool like Helium Ten, see what the top sellers are doing. Realistically, when, when we launch a product, we want to have usually three months of inventory. And we go super aggressive. The launch phase is, is three to six months, really. All we care about is ranking. We're not focusing on profits, but we want to have enough cash and enough inventory to be able to go hyper aggressive for that time. But what you could do is, let's say you want to target a month or two months of sales as a test run, have that much inventory, kind of prove your theory out, and then you can just relaunch under a new ASIN, like a new listing, the same product again, but this time, you know, it works. Because if, if you go out of stock and then leave it, two, three months out of stock. Yeah. You're kind of sending too much bad data to Amazon. So it's harder to revive that product. But if you want to just literally relaunch the exact same product under a new ASIN, that, that is an option as well. And and that, that could work. Um, I think what we don't know is like how Amazon view your account at that point in terms of, are you a, are you an account that regularly has things that go in and out? Um, and is there any negatives with that? But I think it's a viable option. If, if If it's a massive commitment and you want to just test the waters, then that could definitely be an option as well. But why, why would why would someone decide to go Amazon FBA if they say they had the traffic on the site to go Amazon versus just going straight Shopify? Because then you haven't got to fulfill it. Or I mean, you can use three PLs, can't sorry, you? But... I, yeah, three, I, I just mean like going through like straight D 2 C, doing it that way. Say you have a three PL, you go through Shopify, you own, or you have the customer data, all that kind of stuff, versus sending them to Amazon to buy. Yeah, I would do both to be honest. If I had the the capacity, I think I think I think most people don't go D like starting with D to C. If you've got that authority already, great. Most people haven't got that from the start. So obviously, acquiring a customer is, is way more difficult and way more competitive. Whilst on Amazon, you know, customers are on there ready to buy straight away. So you're they're they're kind of handed in the acquisition cost almost. Yeah, but James, mm. also like the conversion rate on Amazon is way higher. Mm. like way 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 higher um so my my shopify store which is completely optimized like ab tested for like three years on have heavy like mid five figure like spend every month is at like 0.5 percent conversion mm, but wow. high ov high ov like but yeah. on amazon of uh, like similar products would go for like 10 to 15 percent you mm. know um it's, mm. it's just 
it's more and that makes up for the for the fees that you have to pay to sell on amazon basically yeah yeah like people mm. have done the calculations on selling Am- on amazon and like the damages it can do to your d2c brand but most of the time i think i think i've heard some like strategies that they do is like you have like a slightly different variant on amazon versus like on your dc side maybe you bundle on d2c uh like so on and so forth so, so you there's a differentiator mm. so you don't like cannibalize your own products um mm. but yeah there's like yeah d2c twitter is quite interesting are you guys following like the people there they're like yeah. insanely savvy yeah, yeah. The guy, the um, the sword guy is good, isn't he? The one who's... Mini Katana? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's killing it, isn't he? So it's essentially like a YouTube channel. Do you listen to, um, you know, Limited Supply, the, like e-commerce podcasts? Moise, Moise Ali and Nick Sharma? No, but they're, I know uh, them. They're like insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, Moise had um, Mad Native for like 100 million mm-hmm. and then Nick Sharma. Mate, Nick Sharma is like 25, I think, which, is, which shocks really? me. Yeah, man. He's super young. <laughs> I was devastated to hear that. Oh, but it feels bad, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their podcast is, uh, is but, but yeah, that's that's something that uh, they've got actually a Slack a Slack channel off the back of the podcast, which is amazing. To be fair, there's people in there that have got like nine figure D 2 C brands, so we're in we're in that and reading stuff, and that's kind of getting us excited to move into that in future. Yeah, well, I, I guess we should wrap up. We like ran over by quite a bit. Um, where can people find you, Tom? And then Alex, plug plug yours right after. So Twitter is probably the best. So at the honest Tom with some underscores in there. And then we're honest FBA on YouTube, uh, Instagram. I think we're on TikTok now. You're on TikTok as well. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We just started <laughs> you know, on TikTok. Yeah. And then oh, Alex, yeah. Is, what are you, Alex? The Alex D. The Alex D on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyone, right. anyone who wants to chat, like chat, obviously anything about, about FBA, if you're interested, just reach out to us. We're happy to kind of talk talk shop and obviously yeah your audience if it's if you've got the kind of anything like james had by the sound of things there or jackie has then yeah super interested to talk and see how that can be applied to amazon amazing thanks for coming on guys oh good man thanks for having us